You are listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody, where we bring it to you raw, unfiltered, with no chaser. All right, Woody. Hey, Woody, there's something else that I wanted to talk about that I didn't mention on the previous uh, episode. We we good with that? Woody's the dog's budman, ladies and gentlemen. So what Woody says goes. So again, you have found the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. And here's here's what I wanted to talk about before I get into Trump's executive order, is if you're not familiar with this company, it's called SolarWinds. Now, SolarWinds is a, um, a data net company. So SolarWinds is the, what a lot of companies will use for their internet processes, right? You know, SolarWinds is a, SolarWinds is a, a network management company, right? Uh, so you use SolarWinds when you want to send things over the internet. Well, guess who is using SolarWinds? And yeah, you guessed it because you know you're smart. Uh, Dominion. Dominion used SolarWinds. So this is from Newslaw. News LA. Uh, huge update. Dominion voting system uses SolarWinds. Same company just shut down by CISA after government found it was breached. That's right. Uh, I'm going to explain this in a minute why this is important. Uh, last night, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, and by the way, last night would have been when they recorded the, let's see, this is a day ago, all right? Just the other day, the CISA agency uh, shut down SolarWinds. So they, they uh, let's see, last night, the CISA agency issued a rare emergency directive, 21-01, in response to a known compromise involving SolarWinds Orion products. This was only the fifth emergency directive issued by CISA under the authorities uh, granted by Congress in the Cybersecurity Act of 2015. CISA reported a breach of the SolarWinds Orion products. So this emergency directive called on all federal civilian agencies to review their networks for indicators of compromise and disconnect or powered down SolarWinds Orion products immediately. And the article goes on, guess who uses SolarWinds? Uh, Dominion Boating System. So why is this important? Why am I bringing this up? And CISA didn't shut them down. But they, they shut down, they put a directory, an emergency directory order that anybody using it within a, the government needs to stop. Now, why? Why? Why am I bringing this up? Because breaking FBI, Texas Rangers, and U.S. Marshals raid SolarWinds headquarters in Austin. Uh, that was on December 14th. This company that Dominion uses, well, the feds just went in and raided them. Hmm. And also the CISA, and this is the same agency, by the way, uh, the Cyber Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Securities Agency. This is the same agency that, by the way, said that uh, this is the most honest election ever. And the same agency who have sitting on their board, Smartmatic and Dominion. It's funny how these connections just all seem to happen, don't they? Doesn't it? So we've got the 
um, forensic audit that happened with Dominion machines, and you know the the results don't look good for Dominion. Uh, again, they got to be verified. You know, I'm not going to take them at face value. I'm going to report on it and talk about it. If true, pretty damning. We saw if you watch the last segment or listen to the last segment, you saw Dominion voting machines. How easy it is to manipulate the ballots cast and the votes cast. They have a 68 percent error rate out of that forensic audit from at least the machines that they check there. Maybe these things should be, we should do an audit on all of them. That would be a good idea. Maybe an audit on all electronic voting systems throughout the United States. Maybe it's time that we look at this and say, hey, enough's enough. And, and by the way, uh, this is, I was thinking about this the other day. And I, don't worry, I'm going to get into Trump's executive order here. Bear with me. I was thinking about this the other day. Is everything online is compromised? You look at big tech, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, I mean, even TikTok, allegedly owned by the Chinese, which is interesting that, you know, that this big Chinese tech company is also banning free speech. Huh, imagine that. But you've got all of this. I mean, I saw a report the other day that dictionary.com has changed definitions of words to meet this social, you know, agenda that we have out here, this politically correct social warrior nonsense going on in our country right now, free speech is dead. I mean, if you think about it, anything online cannot be trusted. A anything online. I mean, it is so easy to manipulate anything online that the big internet that we have now that supposedly opens up our avenues to all kind of uh, information, the world is at our fingertips, literally, it's being manipulated. Big tech is suppressing anything conservative. They're changing. Dictionary.com's changing definitions of words. Anything online is suspect. I was talking uh, with somebody the other, just earlier about this, that if you look back, oh, let's see, gosh, let's say 25 years ago, and remember Blockbuster Video? Yeah, I did 10 years with them. It sounds like I was in prison. I actually loved it. Just a wonderful company at the time. Uh, I was a field manager with them, and I traveled extensively with them all over the country. I was, able, was you know, fortunate enough to, to, to move from one state to the other state with them, you know, and as they were growing as large as they were, but I had several locations and I had my larger locations would be about a 10,000 square foot outlet, uh, retail outlet. And I'd have uh, over 10,000 movies in these big, big stores. Right. And you could walk in and you could rent just about, I mean, it seems like the, 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 the selection was amazing at the time, but you wanted more and you thought there could be more. And, the internet comes around, and now we have it at our fingertips. Everything and anything you want. But do you really? Go try to find an obscure movie. You, you won't be able to find it on uh, most of the media platforms like the Netflix, the um, what is um, um, Amazon Prime movies. No, 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 no. All those rare, obscure ones. One of the movies that I use as an example is River's Edge, an old movie starring River Phoenix. Um, a really good movie. And if you wanted to watch that movie right now, today, you would have to buy it. You would have to buy it outright. Now, you could buy it easily online. I'll give you that. We have that option. But you've got to pay 20 some dollars for the movie. You can't just rent it for a few bucks. It's not available. So your, your options are more limited now than they have ever been. And here we have this vast internet 
that's supposed to open up the world to us. And now they, we learn they're manipulating us. The big tech is suppressing you. Dictionary.com is changing words on you. And, you know, when s- scandal strikes, like what's going on with Dominion and Smartmatic right now, they're just getting some bad, bad press. They go in and they change their websites. So you don't have all the data. Now you can go to something called the Wayback Machine and maybe find it, but they can even scrub that. So the big tech, anything online right now, it is got to be suspect. And I hate saying that because I use the internet quite a bit, as I'm sure you do. Everybody does. Uh, but, I mean, we have to be vigilant, vigilant, <laughs> diligent, sorry, diligent in, in trying to find information because uh, quick searches now are only going to give you what they want you to hear. And that, that's like, sounds so sinister, doesn't it? But I'm telling you, uh, online is being manipulated like I have never seen before. And this is where our freedoms are eroding, our free speech, our freedom to assemble, as I was having a conversation with somebody earlier about that. All of this is being eroded through big tech and leftist media and leftist politicians. And they only want you to know what they want you to know. So let's get into this executive order that Trump put out. Now, he did it back in September, I think September 12 of 2018. And I've been getting a lot of people asking me about this executive order. And the executive order talks about um, invoking, you know, what would happen, protecting foreign interference with elections. So the executive order, people are, are looking to this executive order as a way for Trump to override this election results. Now, I've read through it, and I can tell you that it's not what it seems or what people think it is. Now, what it does is it allows for sanctions against companies at foreign countries, I'm sorry, foreign countries and companies that interfere with our election. Foreign countries that and companies that interfere with our elections. It allows for sanctions, but it also allows for several bodies, government bodies have to come together. The Director of National Intelligence, Department of Justice, all of them have to come together. But here is the relevant part as to why I don't believe this executive order is really going to have any merit on this election. Uh, The last section in this order is this. Uh, This order is not intended to and does not create any right or benefit substantive, substantive, sorry, substantive or procedural enforceable at law or in equity by any party against the United States, its departments, agencies, or entities, its officers, employees, or agents or any other person. So in effect, this executive order that a lot of people are talking about that Trump's going to evoke to overturn the election, I guess, doesn't pertain to any Americans. It doesn't pertain to any companies in America. It doesn't pertain to anything in America. Now, what it does say, too, that um, the executive order can file sanctions against foreign companies that interfere, foreign countries that interfere, But the order explicitly, explicitly, the final paragraph in here, I'll read it again. Uh, This order is not intended to and does not create any right or benefit, substantive, substantive, 
gosh, got to get that word right, substantive or procedural enforceable law or inequity by any party against the United States, its departments, agencies, or entities, its officers, employees, or agents, or any other person. So I don't want to hang our hat on this executive order because that last that last line, that last paragraph just pretty much states that if it's done in America by Americans, then this executive order doesn't pertain to anything like that. All it pertains to is if foreign entities try to interfere in our election, that the government with the recommendations of like the national direct, the, um, the director of national intelligence, uh, director of office and budget management and budget, uh, all that can come together and say, Hey, uh, Mr. President, we recommend you do this. And, that's that's it. It's not going to change anything. It's not going to send the military into the streets to take over. And, you know, it goes to what I was talking about the other day, too, is as a nation, do we really have the will to do that? We don't. We're soft. We're marshmallows at this point. More people are concerned with watching their favorite shows on Netflix. In fact, more people were upset when Netflix, I guess, lost the contract to Friends, which is costing them a fortune, by the way than anything else. People were frantic. I better go watch Friends. You've seen it like a dozen times, but you felt compelled to watch it again because Netflix is um, ending the contract or didn't renew the contract. Only because NBC, I believe, was the owner of the franchise is doing their own streaming. And what did people do? People were like rushing to watch it again. That's what our nation has become. We're soft. We're very, very sad. We don't have the will to fight. And that's sad to say. I mean, you may be watching this or listening to this. not you leftists because you come fly in, seagull, you know, shit all over the place and leave. Uh, you, you get it if you're listening to the show or watching this or any other conservative outlet that does the same thing or similar. You, you're frustrated. We all are. But be careful what you hang your hat on. This executive order, as I read it, it doesn't look like it's going to allow the president to declare martial law, send in the troops. We don't have we don't have the will in this country to do that. We simply don't. I hate to say it. I really do. I wish we had more of a will to fight. I wish we had a will to to as a whole, as a nation, to be outraged at what's happening in this election. To just simply be outraged and call for for uh, hearings and call for resolution and, and hold people accountable, but we just don't do it. Have we ever? I mean, you see this from the left and the right. You see people call, oh, you're going to go, they're going to go to Gitmo. We're talking about Hillary Clinton. I mean, they're even talking about Bill Barr going to Gitmo. And by the way, Bill Barr by the, allegedly resigned. I say allegedly because several people are saying he was fired. But all of these stories and information that I see, it looks like it was an amicable parting. But we are so bombastic now that if Bill Barr, who resigns because people didn't like his action or inaction, said, oh, he was fired. He needs to go to jail. People are actually saying Bill Barr needs to go to jail. This is from the left. And people on the right are actually saying, like, you know, um, people on the left need to go to jail. How many times have you heard people saying Hillary Clinton should go to Gitmo? I mean, it's not going to happen. We don't have the will to hold people accountable. Now, do I think Hillary Clinton is guilty of crimes? Well, I think she's guilty of malfeasance. I think she, was, uh, she is corrupt. Absolutely. But, you know, the way we should hold our elected officials accountable is to get them out of office. But we don't do that. We vote down lines. I do. I do, too. I mean, I'll never vote for a Democrat, I'll tell you right now. But we don't hold our elected officials accountable. We allow things to happen. And 
you know, what's going on with this election right now, uh, it's amazing that uh, people aren't rioting. It really is. Now, if it was a, a vice versa, if it was on the left, they'd be rioting like crazy, right? They'd be looting, they'd be burning, but we have the right, we don't do that. We go to the court, but look at the court. They failed us too. It's frustrating. I know, I get it. But don't hang a hat on the this executive order that martial law is going to happen and Trump's going to hold these military tribunals to oversee the election. It's just, we don't have a will for that. What needs to happen is what Trump is doing. And he, we, this move, um, this move of the Republican legislature sending in alternative electors, that was a good move. I mean, it was a very good move. So now, you know, you can it's, it's follow the process. So if we can find all these irregularities, not widespread YouTube, local and overturn it that way by all means let's do it that way but again mentioned it before mentioned again the odds are stacked very high against donald trump but he is a man who's been able to beat the odds all right well let's let's go talk about some other news you know the election piece uh i mean news is happening by the hour probably by the time i finish this conversation something else would have come out and we'll have plenty to talk about but let's talk about the other topic that comes up all all the time. COVID, woo, yes, everyone loves talking about COVID, right? Aren't you happy about it? You want to wear your mask, you got a vaccine coming. This is great. Glorious times, glorious times. Once I get the vaccine, the mask will go away, but wait, no, no, that's not what, 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 wait, no, we're going to still have to wear masks? You betcha. Here from the Mail Online, Surgeon General Jerome Adams says people still need to wear masks and socially distance after they've been vaccinated because it doesn't prevent infection, just severe illness. You see, you hear that? <laughs> you know, let me read it again because I know you're, you're absolutely elated by this, this latest update. Surgeon General Jerome Adams says people still need to wear masks and socially distance after they've been vaccinated because it doesn't prevent infection, just severe illness. So that's right. That's right. The, the infection, the illness that has a 99.98% survival rate, uh, the vaccine for a illness that has a 99.98% survival rate well the vaccine's just going to prevent you from getting really really sick you're still going to catch it <laughs> and you're going to give it to other people if you catch it so you got to continue after you get vaccinated you got to continue to wear your mask and socially distance so that's not going away isn't that just wonderful isn't it just wonderful that masks are here to stay <laughs> i know i know isn't it great wait a minute why are we going to do this what's the purpose of the vaccine ladies and gentlemen there is no purpose to the vaccine i'm sorry i'm sorry okay i get it i get it this this is a deadly disease I, i've said this before and i know i mock it and i know i minimize it um but you've got a 99.98 percent survival rate yes people do get sick so the vaccine allegedly now as we're finding out is just going to prevent you from getting really sick even after you take the vaccine you're two shots by the way two shots three weeks apart don't screw it up because then you got to start all over again so if you go to get your vaccine you get your one shot three weeks later come back and get your second shot by the way the room temperature the temperature of the shot has to be just perfect everything's gonna be perfect or else it doesn't matter and you're gonna die Okay. Okay. The last part's a little bit hard, but really, I get it. I get it. So I got this, I got to take these two shots 
and uh, I still have to wear my mask and I still have to socially distance. But the question also is, if I got to socially distance, why well, I got to wear my mask? If I got to wear my mask, why do I have to socially distance? What? I'm so confused. So now I'm told that I, I've got to wear a mask and social distance, but I'm told if I wear a mask, it should protect you from getting the virus because of the droplet things, but still social distance. So I got to do that and I got to get a shot and then I still got to wear a mask and I still got a social distance and I got to get the shot. <sighs> Man, I tell you what, I don't think we're getting the good end of this stick here. I think we're getting a bad and raw deal here. I mean, geez, this thing. And, and, and then the death rates point zero 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 eight like seven five one percent man i tell you what and this came from china and the chinese are getting a pass you're not mad at the chinese people aren't pissed at the chinese well that makes a lot of sense doesn't it no no it doesn't but many people will be sheeps and they'll take their they'll get their vaccine and by the way i, I, I read a story i have to pull this story up uh, put it in the show notes if I could find it. Um, it was a while ago that the government's talking about giving you $1,500 for taking the shot. That's part of the stimulus package. So remember, you're going to be forced to take it in some respect. Either if you want the $1,500, you got to get taken your shot. Okay, well, I need help. You've locked, up, you've locked up my business. You've closed us down. We can't go outside. My, I had to close my restaurant. I need help. Okay, well, I'm going to give you this $1,500. Will this help? Yes, it'll help. It'll buy me at least food. It'll give me gas in my car. Although I can't drive my car anyway because I'm locked down. But uh, yes, okay, well, I'll give you the $1,500, but you got to take the shot. What? Wait, what? Yeah, and it's not just one shot. It's two shots. So I don't know if they're going to give us the $1,500 up front, the first shot, or do we get the $1,500 after we take the second shot? So the government's kind of holding you hostage on this, right? Uh, and, then, and then they're going to say, well, you can't fly. You can't go to concerts unless you, you know, show your papers that you're cured or you've been, you've been tested, you get the shot. Oh, this isn't going to end well. This is going to be more of your rights being taken away because government knows best. Greater good, right? It's all for the greater good. Wear a mask. It's for the greater good. Take the shot. It's for the greater good. You don't want to get your grandmother sick and kill her, do you? You don't want to be a murderer by not wearing a mask, social distancing, and taking a shot. And it's not just one. I mean, first we're told, wear a mask. So, no, first we were told social distance, right? That's the first thing they told us social distance. And then they said masks. You got to wear the mask because the droplets, right? And then they told you, well, it's got to be the right mask. Can't be any mask. You know, not like uh, uh, Alyssa Milano. Remember that uh, Alyssa Milano, the actress who's a left-wing nut job, wore a crocheted mask. I mean, droplets could get through Alyssa. Just saying. And now you got to take a shot as well as social distance and wear a mask. Lovely. Lovely. Thank you, government. May I have another? Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, let's move on. One last topic and we'll wrap up the show for today. Uh, in Georgia, the state of Georgia, my home state, by the way, I love Georgia. Uh, if you are a leftist, please don't come here. If you're not a leftist, it's a wonderful st state to visit. It's very beautiful. The North Georgia mountains are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, anyway, here in the state of Georgia, we have a Senate runoff election. Oh, but wait, not just one, not one. We have two. We have two. Uh, very unusual. Maybe something to do with some Dominion voting machine, some local election fraud, YouTube. I said local. Didn't say widespread. I did not say widespread election. 
So we have two um, because David Perdue couldn't get enough votes to beat John Ossoff in the general election. And in the other senatorial election, there were like 20 some candidates. So it was more than likely going to go to a runoff anyway. So that's between uh, Kelly Loeffler and Raphael Warnock. Now, the David Perdue camp, if any of you on the David Perdue camp are listening, you're really screwed up. You screwed up on a couple of fronts. One is you screwed up by not going to the debate. That was just a cluster fun park moment for you. Really bad optics, I'm telling you. And then you screwed up with how basically indifferent and rude your campaign is to people, myself included, because I did reach out to help your campaign and I was shut down. Well, actually, I wasn't shut down. And I'll share this because you guys really pissed me off. Is I called the campaign and uh, they called back, left me a message, and the guy that answered I couldn't understand his name. So when I called him back, he picked up and I asked, am I saying your name right? The dude hung up. Just, I was just hung up. And I called back saying, hey, sorry for the misunderstanding. You know, just didn't want to make sure, didn't want to say your name incorrectly. Never called back. Rude. Sorry, just rude. That's my experience with the David Perdue campaign. And that doesn't bode well for your campaign. This could be why you didn't get enough votes to beat Ossoff in the general. So I don't have a whole lot of faith that you guys can pull it out in this runoff. Now, Kelly Loeffler, that's a whole nother story because, you know, the Republican votes in the general would have been enough to beat uh, Raphael Warnock. But Warnock, and I'm going to talk more about him in the coming days as we get closer and closer to January 5th, the, the runoff. Warnock is out there. He is a radical radical leftist pastor. I mean, he's a pro-life pastor. Think about that. The man preaches the gospel and advocates for abortion. Right there is a disconnect. You can't reconcile that. You just simply cannot reconcile abortion with the teachings of the Bible. You just cannot. But here's another latest headline from National Review. Warnock labeled senators gangsters and thugs for backing tax cuts said that they're willing to kill children. This is a pastor who advocates abortion. And because of any politician backing tax cuts, they're gangsters and thugs, and they're willing to kill children. This man is out there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. How the Ebenezer Baptist Church ever put him as their head pastor, and I believe he's a head pastor. I could be wrong about that, but he does. He was the pastor at the Ebenezer Baptist Church, and this is the church that um, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, preached out of. But this guy is about as far-left radical as radical could be. So if you live in the state of Georgia and you are a registered voter, you need to. Nay, you must get out and vote January 5th and vote against this guy. Hey, the left did it with Trump, right? They voted against Trump, and that's how we got Biden where he is right now. Well, we need to do the same thing with Warnock. We need to go vote against Warnock. Now, Leffler, uh, she's an okay candidate. She's not as dynamic as it'd like to be, but you know, most Republicans aren't. They're in it for the process and the, the help people. She's wealthy beyond uh, uh, you know, imagination, I guess. I think she's a billionaire. I'm not really sure, but she's extremely wealthy. She's, really need, she's not in it for the money. Maybe she's in it for the power. I don't know, but I think she's in it because she truly wants to help people. That's what I get across from Kelly Loeffler. Warnock is in it for the radical policies of the left. He's in it to help facilitate the radical leftist policies. And those radical policies are, if he is elected as senator and Purdue loses to Ossoff, who's nothing more than an empty suit, are they will stack the court 
easily they're going to stack that. That would be like first thing you're going to see happen if the Democrats win the Senate and Biden is the president. The first thing they're going to do uh, is going to be start stacking the court because that's how they can minimize and that's how they can neuter, yes, neuter, the Supreme Court by stacking it. Because then they'll have all branches of governments. And make no mistake, the left want all branches of government so they can have absolute power. Remember what comes with absolute power. It's absolute corruption. Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. E. Vanderbilt here with this trusted canine co-host, Woody. And I bring up Woody because Woody wanted to remind me that we do have an ask, and we thank you for those who have done this, but we do have an ask to help the show move us forward. Now, the thing about these types of shows, and I say these types of shows, I do mean uh, leaning conservative, okay? The left and big tech media will not allow these voices to grow. They simply will not. They suppress them through shadow banning, uh, through uh, suppressing the channels, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be on Twitter, doesn't matter, on those big tech medias. If it's a conservative voice and their algorithms catch it, it pushes it down. But the one thing their algorithm can't do is they can't suppress it when people subscribe. So please do subscribe to our channels. If you're listening to us on Apple iTunes, please give us a subscribe, a subscribe, subscribe to the channel and give us a five-star rating. The algorithms cannot offset that. that. That's one of their core algorithms is when any channel is, uh, has a lot of subscriptions or a lot of five-star ratings. It moves it up. And the same thing goes for the YouTube is please subscribe. Even if you don't watch it, and I've said this many, many times, even if you don't watch any of the videos, but I do encourage you to watch the At The Movie ones. Those are funny and they're short. Uh, please subscribe. Help us move up in the algorithms to keep the show alive, to keep the voice out there. And uh, you can also catch us on rumble.com, the PBL podcast. And this will be in the show notes for the YouTube, especially. Uh, and subscribe there too, because the same thing, the algorithms move up when people subscribe, like, follow, share, and give five-star ratings. That's how you can help the show uh, without costing you a penny. Now, if you do want to contribute to the show, we have an avenue for that as well. Patreon.com slash the PBL podcast, and this will be in the show notes as well. And you can subscribe or buy a monthly membership anywhere from a dollar a month. That's right, $12 a year. That's all you need, $12 a year, and it'll help keep the show alive. And if you're an oligarch, we love you so long by you can subscribe or buy the membership. So it's $10,000 a month. If you're one of those oligarchs and you just want to throw some money at us, we'll take it because we're not politicians and we'll just outright tell you, we'll, we do want your money to help keep the show alive. So if you want to give us a $10,000 subscription, buy our $10,000 month subscription. Uh, we love you a long time. Hey, right, Woody? Did that work? How'd I do? Uh, he rambled on a little bit. All right. Well, Woody says thank you from the bottom of his heart. He is a lovely dog. You would love Woody. He's the nicest dog you'll ever meet. Thanks again for listening to this episode of PBO Podcast Politics and Brown Liquor.